Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of I Want to Talk Movies. Uh, it's been a while, but we're back. So my name is Andy. And I'm Andrew. Both having survived the Barbenheimer weekend. Yep. I I at least can say I, could, I did it in one sitting. So in one day, if that counts. Congratulations, Andy. To, you really, you yeah. really dove into the meme. <laughs> You know what the funniest thing is that like when I again just side note that like on my days off there's this is what I would do is that I would on a random Tuesday or whatever I would go and like double feature so I'm like you know been doing the meme before with a meme but anyways uh, we kind of wanted to do a random episode of basically just talking about Marvel. Uh, the cinematic universe, to be more specific. So we have a couple things, and so I'll let Andrew kind of deep dive more into what we uh, want to discuss here. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so we're going to start. So I listened to a couple podcasts. We're talking about this. Now that we're kind of, I guess, barreling closer towards kind of some kind of, you know, united story with Kang a little bit more, we wanted to kind of take a a minute to stop and, and talk about the status of Marvel. Um, kind of post phase four into phase five. I think it's a good point because also Marvel is probably pivoting a bit with their strategy for like the amount of MCU TV shows and movies that are that are going to be coming out. Like you know, just like in terms of like how many per year. So I think it's a good kind of point to 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 look back at phase four and the first part of phase five and kind of ask whether or not um, it's been effective, why or why not? I also think that, and maybe you'll agree or disagree, we haven't talked about it yet. The thing that caused me to start thinking about this initially was um, Secret Invasion and whether or not like Secret Invasion is like a pretty substantial disappointment in quality that is kind of signaling something bad. So we can start there, whether or not like the quality of Secret Invasion and then kind of work backwards for all these things about like phase four, all the plot threads they have and kind of what may or may not be the underlying problem that the MCU is undergoing now that kind of wasn't happening in the lead up to Infinity War and Endgame. So you want to start with uh, Secret Invasion? I would start with asking yeah. you, do you think it was a disappointment having having watched it? <laughs> I, it hurts to say, but I'm going to say, yeah, it, I felt like a disappointment. I do not like when, uh, well, okay, only when something was bad am I okay with them undoing it, but when something was well written and something was done, well, I don't like them undoing it or making it be nothing, right? Um, so again, it's like, and this is going to be spoilers, obviously, for um, Secret Invasions and everything. But, like, having all of a sudden we've had scrolls being some of our people that we, you know, that were involved with the, you know, our teams for what, the, for how long, right? It kind of just devalues the characters that we've had and what they've been through and everything. So, um, I just don't think that Secret Invasions made sense for the cinematic universe, to be honest. Um Especially with the weird timeline that they wanted to make, like, and again, this is because they wanted to introduce Captain Marvel, right? So they had to go in the back to, you know, back in the 90s to introduce Captain Marvel for the timeline and then have scrolls, which that is what, I guess, caused Nick Fury to become who he is and, you know, always be a step ahead for, like, you know, people that were possibly, you know, for the 
agencies and stuff, you know, for S.H.I.E.L.D. and now uh, S.W.O.R.D. and everything. So, it, I don't know. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't, and it's been a problem, I feel like, and, and I don't know if I'm also admitting to also fatigued. And I can get more into that a little bit later. But before that, like, what were your thoughts on Secret Invasion? I'm more curious to know what you felt. I agree. I think, you know, the weird thing is, is like, I think there's a lot of interesting conversations in the show, like between various characters. But I think, and this comes down to my central thesis of MCU phase four and the first part of phase five. I just think the story quality wasn't there. Like it simultaneously felt really big and then very small. Um, Some characters were killed for strange reasons. I hope to God Colby Smulders just was done and she just no longer wanted to do this anymore. And they just kind of were obligated to kind of kill her because this was the last chance she would work with them maybe because she was less interested in doing future projects. I feel like Sam Jackson's rationale, given the stakes, uh, were very kind of lame. He's like, no, I have to fix it. And I feel like they could have created a more interesting rationale for what he was doing. The stuff with the president towards the end made no sense because I was like, why does the president have no security? Why don't they just kill Sam Jackson? Like, okay, they want to harvest. They don't want to, you know, like I just thought the story didn't make sense. And even though actually at the end, there were some really nice scenes at the end that actually kind of made it even worse because I feel like the final episode had all these plot points that would have been way more interesting than all of the lead up to that. Like it had the people going out and killing random people for thinking they're scrolls and not. And I was like, dude, with AI, the spread of misinformation online, January 6th, you know, far right conservatism, I feel like this would have been like the prime thing to be like, show people, show a society where people don't know what to trust anymore. Like that's so interesting. And they showed that at the end for like 10 minutes. And I was like, dude, that would have been way more interesting for me. And then, I don't know, yeah, so that's what I think it is. I think it was just, like, the story didn't didn't fit in what they wanted it to be. They had all these interesting, uh, you know, character developments they wanted to happen, but they couldn't, they didn't write a, a, an interesting story for it to unfold in. I think Sam Jackson's, like, interactions with his wife were interesting, but the story about his wife didn't make any sense, why he's been ignoring her, why he hasn't been ignoring her, other things. So I thought, I thought that it comes down to that, like... Which is unfortunate. I think it is a disappointment. I think it's probably like the worst thing since like the second Thor movie. Uh, my so here's like like you said, they have the technology, especially something as advanced as like even Shield. Specifically, just like from what we gathered from, I think one of the best Marvel spy movies, which was Captain America: Winter Soldier. You know, that's what I was hoping so, for. I was hoping it was going to be like like a TV show version of Winter Soldier, where like. Fury is isolated for some reason, and he can't go get help from someone else. But, like, at every moment, he could have. Yes. He left, and he let the president be near a fucking scroll for, like, days after he knew, like, a world war could start. And I was like, dude, come on, man. That's not a good idea. And, and again, again, I don't know what to to blame here, whether it's just, like— we have to write something. This is what we can. This is the best that we can do. And let's just throw it out there and, you know, and seal it. Um, so I, I and this is what I think. You know, kind of the bigger picture thing is like, what exactly is the the, what are the, some of the concerns that we have for the future, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe or what? What do you think are like the issues, right? Because I have a couple things in mind which. 
I don't know what you may or may not agree with, but I honestly feel like the compassion fatigue is a little bit real. Because um, I was looking at the phases, right? So as a, as a grand scheme, like so in rates, the first, you think the rate is too fast. The rate's too fast, but also it's just like the world's becoming way too big. I agree. To be I think manageable. that's the real problem. I think the world's yeah. too big and it's not manageable anymore. So, like for example, in phase one, we had six projects, right? That were done within uh, what's it called? It's like four years, right? Within 2013 to 2015, we had six projects again that was done within like those two years, right? Even closer. Uh, from 2016 to 2019, we had 11 projects that were done, right? And then from 2020 to 2021, in one year, we had 12 projects. Like the amount of content and the amount of like everything like that started, it just started multiplying, you know, like it got it kind of like square rooted itself all of a sudden in 2020 to 2021, right? Which yeah. was a lot of TV shows, mostly. I mean, like, there it, were a lot it, of movies, too, I think. But it was mostly that the TV shows really upped it. Still. And my, my whole thing is that, like, up to, like, even the first couple television shows from, like, um, WandaVision to Loki, the things felt eventful. Right? And I think we... And then for me, I started to lose that feeling of it being eventful. When we had a Marvel, like a Marvel movie come out, only like one or two in that year, that year felt like that moment felt super eventful. Like you had to be there. Right. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's also with the digital world where now things are more easily accessible. Right. I can like, okay, I'll just wait a few months. Okay. It's just another superhero film. I can just wait six months to watch it, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Okay, I have a couple things. Yeah. I think there's a couple potential problems. I think these are the potential problems I see that people are kind of claiming. One is that the best characters are dead. That's a realistic one. <laughs> I get that. Maybe the audience sure. doesn't care anymore now that Cap and Iron Man are gone. Thor is probably on his way out. Like, lots of them are on their way out or, or right. already gone. Black Widow, etc. Um, story quality. I think this is the main problem. I think quality is, is often connected with like the, the rate of things. I mean, it. so, like, the, the faster the rate, the harder it is to maintain that story quality. But I think if you can maintain high quality at a high rate, which is difficult, I don't think people get tired of it because the story quality is there. Um, connectivity, I think this is becoming an issue. I think the world is becoming, it's hard because like they need it to be connected, but not so connected that you need to watch everything to understand everything. Like, and this is an interesting example, I think, with like the upcoming Marvel's movie. Do you need to yeah. have watched Miss um, Marvel, the TV show, to understand that? Should you have watched Secret Invasion? Probably not Secret Invasion, though a lot of people would have expected there to be some Secret Invasion leading into it, and maybe a Will with the Kroll and the Kree piece um, thing referenced, and, and Sam Jackson's in that movie. So that's a problem. Like, how do you balance the connectivity? And then this is another one, maybe just the movies are like, you know, some people don't like how bad maybe some of the CGI is getting because, you know, they're stretching things a bit. So given that, I wanted to go through, because my, my, my thing is, is that I think, I think it's probably, it's too big and the story quality has gone down. But listen to this list of, of plot teasers, 
that they still have hanging. And this is not a definitive list. There could be some other ones. But I think this shows kind of how big the universe is and how difficult it is to try to connect it in a reasonable way. So some of the main plot teases they've had is that we still don't know where the white vision is from the end of WandaVision. Sharon Carter had a heel turn that will eventually come back. Uh, we don't know if Captain America is alive or not. They may never address this. I feel like they should address this. It's very strange. They haven't, I think, addressed it on whether or not he's alive or not. Valentina has been slowly forming the Thunderbolts. That will eventually culminate the TV at the movie. Um, at the end of Shang-Chi, we saw you know, the Beacon of the Ten Rings. That will have some sort of meaning sometime, which maybe even crosses over with with, with Miss Marvel because she had that the, the bands, the, the, possibly the Nega bands. Um, Shang-Chi's sister took over the Ten Rings. That was teased. The Eternals were kidnapped and moved. Uh, we were never shown anything again with the with that celestial head coming out of the Pacific Ocean or whatever. Like, that's pretty nuts. That was never referenced again. Dane, Dane Whitman um, has the Ebony Blade, and they referenced Blade already. The Venom symbiote. The status of Spider-Man, like what happens to Spider-Man now. Uh, America Chavez. Is Wanda alive? Clea came from the Dark Dimension, leading into another story with, with, with Doctor Strange. Jake Lockley. The introduction of Hercules. Scar, the son of Hulk, Miss Marvel's status as a mutant, that's huge, and then the status of Peter Quill. Those things are insane. That was a huge list of things for them to follow up on that you reasonably cannot follow up on in a short period of time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it seems like all of those things, it's probably too much, right? To, to reasonably expect audiences to remember and then follow up on them within five to eight years, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it makes sense for actors and contracts. And again, just think about it from like, like business standpoint too. It's like that also hurts. That also hurts the the pro. You know, hurts the product. You know, uh, how much is gonna co- how much is gonna cost for someone to have cameoed in, you know, secretive invasions, or whatever. You know, like that's the thing is that in the comic books, like it's just easy to be like, oh. All of a sudden, the X Men, you know, are here, or something like that. Or hey, well, they're fantastic. But when it comes to the cinematic universe and just Hollywood and everything, it's just even harder to accommodate for all those little things. And especially now, keeping track of everything and what's the writer strike that's currently going on, everything is going to be delayed and everything's going to take longer. So it's going to be interesting to how they're going to pivot and see what they can do. I know, and they did explain. I think a while back they did make an announcement saying they wanted to, but they wanted to uh, slow down the amount of projects that are that they wanted to plan for, because I yeah. think they understand because that it became the, yeah. the Disney CEO changed too. We should point that out. So yeah. they 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 had you know I I don't know the names of both of them. I usually do for some reason, and they both just fell out of my head. Uh, but they have the the same first name. Bob, Bob, the Bob Iger and yeah. Bob Chapek. There we go. Bob Chapek Bob was yeah. for some time after Bob Iger retired, and then Chapek was removed, and Iger came back. Chapek was pushing this out way faster than Iger was. Yeah. No, but yeah, they're definitely going to slow it down a bit. Not, I think, it, and it's all, and, and it's never not just because it's not working or not making money. There's other. There's other reasons that they're going to slow this down, business reasons, like they want to save money for the entire company, things like this. But they're definitely going to slow things down. Yeah. 
I mean, and it's, you know, again, like, and I think all of it has to play the factor, right? Like, again, with Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, not No Way Home, but, like, with Spider-Man Homecoming, they paid, a, you know, Robert Downey Jr. a shit ton of money for, like, 15 minutes, you know? Was it awesome seeing Iron Man in a Spider-Man movie? Uh, hell yeah, it was. Um, and sometimes I feel like you have to, you know, do little things like that in order to keep... I mean, and that's something that I miss. I want there to be some kind of connectivity, you know, recognition. Like, oh, like, I know that person. Or at least to make, you know, the characters that we know have them have good, like, side origin stories that are not going to be so, you know, confusing or so random that, like, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, Samuel Jackson could have called one of the Avengers to help him out quickly, and Don't worry, Andy. When it. the planet is at stake, if it's his fault, he's not going to call. I couldn't. That was so yeah. weird. I feel like, yeah. oh man, I'm just going to go on this tiny little rant really quickly because I have a list of the teams <laughs> to the building. I just think it's super funny that like Sam Jackson was like, no, I don't want to call them because uh, humans have to fix things on their own, which is ironic because he was the one who made the Avengers for times when humans couldn't fix things on their own, and this one seems like one of those times. So it's strange that they wrote it that way. And then it seems like what they could have done instead is just be like, hey, Sam, ja- this is Sam's fault. And he's actually just really ashamed of it. So he doesn't want to ask for help. And they kind of insinuated that all along. They're like, he was the one who used the scrolls. He failed the scrolls. This is kind of his fault. So like, I don't know why, like that could have been the reason, but they were very explicit where he was like, no, no, we have to do it ourselves. And it's just like, do you like, you created the Avengers initiative for this shit. I don't know. So I don't know. To me, like, this is the problem. Like, the writing, I think, the writing is, like, it doesn't make any sense to me as an audience. Just, like, it seems inconsistent. And I think that's the primary problem in this one that really highlighted that. Yeah. Um, so I guess what are... What are possible solutions? What do you think can can help? Well, before we go there, I just wanted to point out, look at the little, listen to this, while we have lists going on. Okay, so okay. So these are the teams that they're also building, and this builds on those um, plot threads that they have open. So they have the Young Avengers that they're clearly forming. That would include, like, Kate Bishop, Cassie Lang, Elijah Bradley, Tommy and Billy Maximoff, maybe America Chavez. They've been building that for a while, very, very slowly and not very directly. Unless you're like a comics fan, you probably haven't picked up on this. Sure. Uh, They presumably will have a new Avengers team that would include like some of the Hulks, a new Captain Captain America, Ant-Man, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, maybe Vision, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Spider-Man, maybe Star-Lord. That's a reasonable Avengers team, I guess. Thunderbolts, Bucky, Yelena, Ghost, U.S. Agent, Red Guardian, Taskmaster. And then they have a new Guardians team that they could work with. Rocket, Crude, Cosmo, Craglin, Warlock, Philovel. So they have four teams right there. And then if you're really pulling at threads, you could say maybe they're trying to form the Midnight Suns, which is like the horror team, which could be Blade, um, Dane Whitman, um, and they had the the um, Werewolf Moon by Night. Night people. You could bring in some of those guys. Yeah. Swamp Thing. And then no, no, Swamp Moon Knight also. Moon Knight, yeah, Moon Knight. And and the, and the thing is, is like all of those people are localized in Britain, so it seems like that's happening intentionally because they're all in the UK. Um, I kind of think that's intentional. It's just like again, it's just like damn, it's just so much. So I think right. 
talking about like what they'll do. And I, I always hate the person who's like, I'm going to write it for them. But what I, I'm just going to guess instead what I think they'll do. I think, I think they will either take a massive pivot and like, even, even like possibly throw out Kang, all that shit and try to reboot it again, not reboot it, but like redirect the whole ship towards the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and kind of drop a lot of this stuff and just not like kind of just ignore a lot of it and just pivot in that direction somehow. Or I think they'll slowly finish this up, uh, whatever it is, get the Kang story out of the way in a reasonable way, and then pivot into Fantastic Four and X-Men. Because I think that's really it. They got to either wrap this up um, or pivot hard. And I don't know which one they'll do. I think they could pivot hard. It would be strange. But the thing is, is like, if you take too long to pivot, like what happens to the audience? You know what I mean? So it, it and, and also like, I don't know if we want to talk about it in too much detail, but given, you know, it seems very probable that they could fire Jonathan Majors. I, I don't think they will because they've invested quite a bit in him, it seems like. But if they wanted to, they probably could scrape all that, either recast or just somehow like change those movies completely because they haven't started filming yet and there's a strike going on. So there's no way they started filming those Avengers movies. They could use this, the strike, plus um, some of the problems that Jonathan Majors has been undergoing legally Right. Um, and non-legally, just in terms of like how the public perceives him, to just pivot hard. And they could use all of that as like, you know what, this was out of our control. We're deciding to do this for these reasons. Here we go. Cut it all and then re-pivot into Fantastic Four and X-Men. I'm not sure what to do. I, I, I kind of think the faster one is, from a financial and audience perspective, a little better. Although I, I, I'd hate to see some of these storylines not follow up, followed up on. What do you think? it's 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 hard to say i mean it's like you said a lot of the characters that we have allowed you know is it's it's kind of sad to like see them go and right now i can think of is that like i just have a feeling that they're gonna do what they do with like endgame where with secret war i think they want it to lead up to like another endgame situation where like you they bring back our most beloved characters back for like one more awesome brawl and then somehow revamp the timeline or continue it on with like, you know, passing the baton to like, you know, the next Avengers and like new Avengers and everything like that. So it's, you know, it's hard to say what they're, how they're going to pivot. And after that, but I think they have an opportunity to do that, um, which I hope they do. Cause I would like to see the team, you know, like the old team, like Captain America and, and Iron Man come back for like one last brawl. Um, that would be cool. I mean, and the thing that I'm realizing now that they're missing and I, I was like kind of a defendant. Like I knew I always kept saying like, hey, we know where they're going. They're going to Kang. Right. Um, which I still stand by. They're clearly going to Kang and they've had him sure. enough. And, you know, but actually, when you look at this, they have no unified team. And I think that's actually a problem. And I wish, had they gotten the Fantastic Four early enough, they really, I think they could have built this whole thing around the Fantastic Four and just relaunched the Fantastic Four as the new Avengers team and just made a massive, you know, property out of that. Like, kids have Fantastic Four backpacks. Everyone knows who Johnny Storm is. And, yeah. you know, they could have done the Richards kids. They could have had this cool science fiction 
um, family at the center of everything, and then they have to come and solve the Kang problem. And now it's the Fantastic Four versus Kang instead of the Avengers versus Kang. It's a real shame that the timing, I just think the Fox acquisition like would have never allowed for that to happen. So yeah. then I guess Bob Chapek's strategy was just like, hey, just like go in a lot of directions. Don't keep it so unified. Let's try to keep it less unified and move things out very broadly. Um, and I, you know, it was a strategy, but I, I, you know, I don't know how sustainable that is for 10 years because I think it's a little too much. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, a setup, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it's a, it's been a too long of a setup for what's going to be next, you know? Um, which is why I feel like the, some of the, um, either if it's a good story, then it works mix, you know? Again, like with WandaVision, it was a good, it's a good story. Aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. It Same matter. with Into like, the Spider Verse, right? Like people say, oh, yeah. we have superhero fatigue. And I was like, no, people like good stuff. That's what it comes yeah. down to. If it's good, people will like it. Yes. Into the Spider Verse uh, was an amazing movie and people liked it. Some other movies have not been amazing movies and people didn't go to see them. Like The Flash is not an amazing movie. It's not that interesting. It's it's interesting if you're a comics fan and like you liked Batman in 1989, but like it's just not good. And in return, like it didn't do well. And also like the actor for it, it's not a very popular actor. Yeah, like right, yeah. So it's like that's what happens when the story doesn't make sense, the actor in it not popular. That's what happens. So yeah, and that that's what's the the hard thing about about this whole situation is you know i again i think the setup took way too long a lot of business factors and a lot of more of like it, this is where i think they cared more about putting out content than taking care of the product you know uh and we can see it and it hurts and like um they need to just make it you know make it fun again and make you know have some connectivity because that was one of the cool things about what kept up the cool, you know, what made us have, like, made us hype for the next thing. Like, you know, at the end of uh, the uh, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie, all of a sudden you see Robert Downey Jr. walking into, you know, the, uh, you know, into the bar and be like, hey, Avengers Initiative, right? Yeah, and which is cool. Stuff like that. So Also, like, I had a question, yeah. Andy, about secret invasion now that that reminds me because that was because sam jackson i could know because thunderbolt ross was there and i guess we know thunderbolt ross is going to be the president right um soon isn't that weird that like sam jackson threatened the president but like doesn't sam jackson work for the president if he if he works for sword well no i mean he got like who is who is his boss like he threatened him like i guess he saved him at the same time but then like I don't know. I thought that was that was a weird conversation. If I was the president, I I would tell Sam Jackson, I was like, dude, you are so conflicted. You cannot work for Sword anymore. I've just said all these things about scrolls. We do not trust the scrolls. You're wildly conflicted. I know your history with the scrolls. You cannot work for Sword. But he just goes back. And I was yep. just like, dude, Sword is a government agency that I imagine is a part of the executive branch, probably. It's probably military. So, like, shouldn't the president be under the direct control of that? I again, I have, I'm, I'm as confused as anyone. So it doesn't else, make any sense. Like know? again, like it just no. makes no sense. I was like, they wanted to have that moment where Sam challenges him, but it didn't make sense in the context of the story because I was like, dude, the president is probably his boss. Why would the president allow this guy, who's clearly conflicted, 
who cannot be trusted anymore to reasonably work with the scrolls go back onto sword and help like negotiate a, a, treaty, a, a peace treaty like this is super weird because it makes it seem like sword is not an entity of the u.s government which i it seems like it is right yeah yeah it, it does but i don't know if it's like this is like an entity of like you know some kind of secret secret agency that not even like the earth knows about or whatever right so but, i mean at the beginning they also showed the president like remember like Rhodey's character showed the president uh, that Sam Jackson went AWOL, and that was why he was wanted. They show him, it's like, oh, go get him. He went AWOL. He he left without sa- telling it, and he's never punished for that. Dude, I was like, dude, you went AWOL. Like, in Which the is previous why I feel one, like, yeah. when Rhodey ignored a memo, when Rhodey ignored an order, he said, like, that's a court-martial, right? So, like, where's Sam Jackson's court-martial? Like, what's, I don't know. I just feel like this is, again, like, it's just, like, I know the answer. The answer is, like, the story's not thoughtful, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not thoughtful in a very obvious way, and I'm, you know, annoyed by it. And, and again, I don't even know how long were the were like was Rhodey and all of them like taking taking cover for? Like how long were they kidnapped for? I think Rhodey's like, been a scroll since um since Civil War. Which to be honest, I know a lot of people don't like that. I totally like that. I really like that. I yeah, well okay, tell me why you like it. I like it because I think it's a really, really harsh repercussion for the character that like is really, really sad. Um I think it's he wakes up and realizes everything that's happened. He's like, oh, my God, I was gone. And then he finds out that Tony's dead. He finds out about Thanos. He finds out that someone was imitating him to help his friends. And then he's going to have all this guilt. He's going to be like, I should have been there helping my friends. Maybe if I was there, Tony wouldn't have died. And I think if they're still doing armor wars, the guilt that's weighing on him could be a really interesting motivation. Like if someone does get you know, Tony's armor and stuff, he's going to be like, I have to go fix this because I wasn't there to say goodbye to him and I wasn't there to save him. Um, And I don't think it undercuts, like, what happened before. I think it's just the scroll was a really good undercover agent. Um, Tony thought it was him. It's fine. Tony got that moment, even though Rhodey didn't get that moment. But I think it could be a really interesting motivation and character arc for Rhodey to go through. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of... I don't know, like, and and if and if like, uh, I don't know. It just takes away from some of the emotional elements from you know from like Endgame and whatnot, from like the death of Iron Iron Man and like, you know, Saint Jackson not that actual real Saint Jackson not being there or Nick Fury not being there and neither for Rhodey. So I guess like that's what kind of bothers me, and where where I don't like when things that are not, that are already well and done well are, are undone right now the best example of something that was undone that was great right was x-men day of the future pass right where they probably yeah. like we know we fucked up was x-men 3 the first so, movie retcon <laughs> that, yeah that's, that's yeah. hilarious and i was like i'm good let's, let's, let's do this it got me back and you know and into enjoying the x-men because i'm not the biggest x-men fan but that movie was awesome and it did a great job with like retconning right and in this case there was nothing to be retconned you know so again it just it made no sense that like there was no good reason which is why i'm like did scrolls and secret invasion actually needed to you know be something you know was something that like not not the audience really know about or that it undoes something that like doesn't need to be undone so 
uh, that's kind of where where like my stance was after like watching you know secret invasions i get it also a question about secret invasion if the radiation was so toxic why were none of the prisoners killed Rody has been down there being exposed to radiation for decades not decades sorry years seven years yeah but for some reason yep. like sam jackson who's gaia has to pretend like the radiation is about to kill him in 10 minutes yeah what's going on with that uh you know uh movie magic I just can't believe, right. like, how did, how did the, I don't know, it's just funny, I was like, okay, I guess, I guess they just wrote it, and they're just like, hey, we gotta they, get this out, like, get it out, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean, it's just like, you know, then, again, this is where, like, you know, She-Hulk was even a better, a better, you know, story, and was more fun than, than this, you know, at least I brought back a character that we liked, and, like, and it was just, it was basically about, you know, just She-Hulk um, and her origin story, which was fine. You know, um, she's a lovable character, and I'm excited to see her come back. So I kind of, like, like you said, going back to what was in the beginning, is this would have been like a really cool separate spy story of Nick Fury making a comeback, or or even an origin story of like in the cosmic world or having or what happened within this downtime while it was gone. Like I would have been down to see all that. You know. Um, was what he's been doing with sword and everything like that, but we got none of that. They just like, no, let's bring him back to world, let's bring him back to Earth and have you know something with the scrolls that we knew that was coming because we saw the scrolls introduce in um in Captain Marvel, um, and even so, like, and again, like you said, like, there's no connection except for the that those couple lines at the end saying, let's go negotiate a peace treaty with the with the Kree, All right? Yeah only connection to captain marvel and whatnot so in this point like nothing really mattered from this show at i think least, so like, i think ultimately yeah. it, it's weird right it's that thing it, it simultaneously feels super super big and also very yeah. small at the same time yeah and that's the issue going back to wandavision it gave us the emotional impact of what scarlet witch was going through right like it was and it was just you felt it it was well written you know yeah um and so i feel like miss marble was a was also was more important like if you had to pick what are important things to to watch before watching the marbles watch miss marble and the first captain marvel and you're good yeah you know yeah, and, and that, which is unfortunate because there were a lot of, I think, what could have been, emo- well, there were a lot of emotional moments here, but because the story kind of bogged down, they don't hit so hard. Like I said, right. like that last episode's full of them. And I think the mm-hmm. the main the main scroll, the villain scroll, when he's talking to Fury who at the end, and he's saying, like, you killed me. Like, you turned me into a murderer, and every little piece of me died along the way. Like, that's such a yeah. powerful moment, and it really shows what a bad dude Nick Fury kind of is. It really shows all these things he's done that are bad, that he's responsible for. It shows why he would be ashamed of them and why he wouldn't want yeah. anyone to know about it, so he doesn't call any superheroes. And I was like, why didn't you do that the whole way through? Because, like, that little speech that that guy gave, that was great. It was really emotional. Because up until then, I just think that that villain was just like— not a very interesting villain. And then they pull it out at the very end before he dies. And I was like, oh, wait, like he could have been. He could have been a you know really what? cool villain. You know what? Now you got me thinking, you know, imagine if that would have been like the first or second episode 
of the Nick Fury of you know of uh, his show. Right? It should have been. They should have started there. They should have started there, and it should have been. And you should have seen more of like society not knowing what to trust. Um, it should have gone more into Gravik's background about like how he's been kind of just like hollowed out uh, emotionally yeah. from working um, with Nick and how, you know, not only has he been just like ruined emotionally, but he's just so furious that like he's gotten nothing out of it. Like his people still don't have a home. Yep. So he's been turned into a weapon and now he and he has nothing to show for it. Like, yeah. and it feels like that's what they wanted to say, but they just didn't really get there. Yeah. And another thing, like, there was no conclusion. It's like, we're going to go talk peace. Okay. We still don't know where the home is for the scroll, you know, this race. Which is and also everything kind of like crazy. That. It's like, why can't they find a habitable planet? Like, they could have at least described yeah. that. I guess it's because they need it far enough away from the Cree or something. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they just kept saying, I'm sorry I failed, but they didn't say why he failed. Yeah, like Thanos found a planet, and I guess Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet, but still, like he well, found. Yeah, he cre- yeah, well, he created his own planet, didn't he? What's the Infinity Stones? I don't know if he made that planet. I guess he could have. I it's think, just surprising. I think, yeah. I'm just like, okay, like you keep saying you failed, but can you can you give me a little more reason why you failed? Like you keep bringing it up over and over and over again, but like there's yeah. no reason why. So yeah, I don't. I, I, you know, we'll see what the heck happens um, and go from there. Again, I kind of just want to, I don't know, maybe I do want some of that audience pleasing thing because, you know, but at least if you're going to take some gambles, make sure it's like it's it's well written and well thought out. I just think, I, and again, I think there was just way too much, you know, that they that they want that they bit off more than they can chew. Like, give me give me even one good Marvel film in the year, than having six things that are mediocre. You know, so I don't know. Yep, we'll see. I think I think it's very interesting. It's gonna be very interesting to see what happens because I really think the writer strike for sure will give them an opportunity to really reevaluate everything that they're doing if they want to. And then, like I said, this to be resolved potential situation with um Jonathan Majors. I, I I have very conflicted feelings about this because I really think his his Kang is awesome. I I mean I I loved him as, you know, Kang and he's a phenomenal actor. I just hope that, you know, what has happened, I hope some of this I don't know. If he did what he did, then, you know, he needs to do you know, deal with the consequences and go from there and Hopefully he learned, you know, whatever happens in that. But if the accusations are not true, then I hopefully they will bring him back. But it's just, it's going to, again, it's going to be very, it's interesting what's going to happen. I'm curious to see what they're going to do and how they're going to pivot and move things around. But yeah, I just, uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. Um, we have, you know, we'll see what comes up. We have Loki coming out in a few weeks. And then we have, uh, you no, know, the Loki's Marvels not. coming out. When, is Loki in August or September? Uh, I think August. I I don't think so. I don't think Loki's August. I think they changed this because Ahsoka comes out in August, and I can't imagine they do both. I have a list. Let me check the list. Because they changed it a couple weeks ago or a month ago. I don't know if you know if you saw that. Oh, October. 
Yeah, October. Because Ahsoka's coming out. That's like the big Disney yeah. Plus thing for, for August. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got us from Marvel. That's from Marvel stuff. we got Loki, then the Marvels. And, and so and we'll Loki's see what probably, happens. Loki's got to be done. I don't know if Echo's done or not, but like that was supposed to come out in November. So I would I would think that's close to done. But then they have all this other stuff that can all change now, like Ironheart, Agatha, Daredevil, uh, I, Deadpool. Thing. Like, I hope to God Deadpool's good because I'm really worried too that like <laughs> I think it probably will be, but I'm really worried that like if Deadpool's not good, um, it's gonna ruin what they're trying to do for Secret Wars because everyone is doing this thing where they but they pull in like all the people who've played that character, and some good and some bad, and I think. The Flash burnt the crowd on this a little bit because that was bad. And supposedly lots of the old X-Men characters are going to be in the in Deadpool 3, like Halle Berry. I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's coming back for that. Um, oh, nice. So I don't know if the audience is going to be burnt and be like, you know what? I went and saw that Flash movie with Michael Keaton and it wasn't good. But then you have all these <laughs> other things like Cap, Thunderbolts, Blade, Fantastic Four, Avengers. Like this could, I mean, like depending on how long the writer's strike goes on, like, they already moved back Secret Wars to 2027, and that was supposed to come out in 2026. I mean, they could get moved yeah. back even farther. They could just change the whole thing. They can. I'm hoping that with Deadpool 1, I'm hoping they make it rated R. Uh, oh, it's got to be. There's no way they can make Deadpool without it being rated R. I, who, who the heck knows? Because, uh, again, it's Disney, and they want they do want their money. But Did you see that gonna... kick-ass costume, too, for Hugh Jackman? Yeah, he ha- they brought back the yellow. I'm pretty have, stoked. Have you heard about this funny fan theory, too? There's a fan theory that, like, the movie's going to be, like, it's going to star Hugh Jackman. It's not going to star Wolverine. Like, Deadpool's going to go find Hugh Jackman and pull him in and be like, hey, you're Wolverine. And he's like, no, I'm Hugh Jackman. What, do, what the fuck's happening? And they're going to make I... Hugh Jackman do all this instead. I'm again. This is all I wanted was some kind of weird Wolverine, Deadpool, buddy cop or whatever thing. I just I'm probably one of the next things I'm most excited about. Um, because now you know I don't know what else to be really excited for because they have uh Sony because Sony have delayed uh Beyond the Spider Verse indefinitely. So it was supposed to originally release in March 2024. Yeah. But they had delayed it, and I want to cry about it because uh, Across the Spider-Verse was just pure magic and amazingness, and uh, now we have to wait even longer for the next one. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we're still alive and recording. I don't know how many years we'll have to wait, you know. <laughs> you know, for all we know, Andrew, we might not even live, you know, before, you know, all of a sudden I might be gone and you might be recording this with your kid. You know, I mean, so, maybe Superman Legacy will come out before some of these things. Who knows? That's true. But again, if if it comes down to that, at least like maybe one one you know, fourteen years from now or whatever, you can start recording. You know, and when the next Avengers comes out in like fourteen twenty years. Um, <laughs> well, don't forget before we leave. Don't forget in August the Blue Beetle comes out. This movie's on track to do like the worst opening. Of like any DC movie of all time or something. Because again, it's not. It's a non. Here's <laughs> this is weird because I I'm gonna I, see it regardless out of my. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I saw the trailer for it just because I had to because it played and that trailer looks like it's the whole movie. You know what I mean? It's like one of those trailers. You're like, I just saw the whole movie. 
I gotta rewatch the trailer, but I do like the main character. I mean, the actor. You know, it's, it's a Latino actor. I kind of want to represent and support. I it. like Jaime Reyes a lot. I, yeah. I he was great in Young Justice. Uh, yeah. It was an animated cartoon, and they had him in there. I don't know if Ted Cord's in this too. Probably is, but like, I like the idea of Blue Beetle existing, but like, I also just have no confidence in any of this stuff, especially after the flat. I don't even know what they're gonna do. Fucking Aquaman? Are you kidding me? Like, how is that gonna be a real thing? Jesus Christ! Well, Poor Jason. Like, right. It, it's it's kind of sucks again. You know, like I don't. I guess we're we're still again. We're still waiting for like the revamp of James Gunn's DC. We're gonna see what Marvel's gonna, how Marvel's gonna pivot and jump back from all this crap. And so, like I said, it's gonna be a nice, good weird years. Twenty twenty four is gonna be a weird year for this. Yeah, we might not start getting more hyped up again on that. Like, I don't know the revive of our. I mean, again, I'm riding this train till it ends. But like the, I, the excitement or the my hypeness has kind of died down a little bit. But hopefully after 2024 we can start getting some stuff because my other thing too is that like as someone that i um you know again as someone who is super biased towards spider-man i am so curious to see where they're going to take that character right because again sony's doing what sony does and because amy pascal and all that crap um, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the MCU Spider-Man, if they're going to even bring back I'm, Tom Holland. I'm sure you're super sad, but they delayed the... Um, uh, what was that other weird movie they were making for some strange reason about Spider- that was the Spider-Man villain? Craven. The Craven movie was delayed, Andy. So, you know, yeah. mark your calendar, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know what? You know how the value becomes Craven? Did we talk about it? No. No? You know how he becomes Craven? fucking wow. lion's blood okay lion's blood oh that's great i i don't know what i can how i can seriously take sony anymore like not to be a gatekeeper but like don't make villains that don't need to be you know don't make villains to anti-heroes when they don't need to you know craven it does have moments where he does help and work with spider-man because he's a misunderstood but still it's a I'm stretch like, it's a stretch like morbius could have worked like morbius was okay like the movie wasn't yeah. good, but like the character could have been an anti-hero. But yeah, sure. Craven is it? Craven is a real stretch. I just I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. I'm just so worried, and I, you know, if I can just take over, just I'm like, just let me just let me take over, and I I don't even I just let me be the idea guy for for Sony for Spider-Man. Like, I watched the trailer for the next um the Spider-Man two game, and that's probably the most thing I'm excited about related to marvel for the next few months is is that is that game um so we shall see what what okay well that was a that was a strong therapy session andy thank you yeah (laughs) thank you um but we'll see i mean hopefully we'll get back um Hopefully we'll get, you know, we'll get back and, and talk about some other future movies and stuff. You know, we might talk about Blue Beetle unless Andrew refuses to go, then I'll report them. Um, and we'll, yeah, we'll go from here. But until then, this has been I Want to Talk Movies. My name is Andy. I'm Andrew. We'll see you guys next time.